It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home. And together, we can be the change. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. 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 I tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab. Yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. Yeah. And who's about? about? So listen to Professor, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention, because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Fisher. Episode-1-8-4-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-
Houston, Texas. Uh, Charles, I see you got some new gear on now. Yeah, yeah, Doc. I, I've been playing uh, uh, VIP today. Been playing golf in uh, W.C. Gordon, uh, Ashley uh, Robinson Golf Tournament today in Jackson uh, out at Lake Caroline. I had a tremendous uh, time out there. Uh, out there with my other fellow 80 club members. So, you know, we got the we got the 80 club uh, shirts, a little, little Under Armour action there. So uh, it was a tremendous time. I had a, I had a blast out there. Well, we'll let AD Ashley know that his old time <laughs> buddy over here, we'll make sure he gets on the show and represent his oh, 80 man. club. He oh, just man. needs to share some of the love. Right, you know, right. <laughs> you know I, I, don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I know that I wear like ties and suits, and, but you know, I can, I can make it work. I can make it work. Oh yeah, man, uh, Doctor, we had a blast out there. Uh, I tell you what, Eddie Robinson, he's been working on his golf game. He got a nice little short game. We dropped a few putts today. What? <laughs> what? What'd you? What'd you? Me? Uh, I think our final, you know, we played best ball format. I think we shot a, a, a minus uh, 14 today. What? We, plus. Yeah. we still didn't win, but, you know. <laughs> I'm, you I'm know. sure there was there were there were a few mulligans thrown. Yeah, a few mulligans <laughs> were sitting out there. A few mulligans were yeah. sitting out there. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. I appreciate it, Doc. Glad to be back in the house. Glad to see you both. As always, I feel like I'm at home with here, ready, ready to talk some football. Oh, no. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Well, let's see if we can make it happen today. Jump into it. Let me go back to you, Charles. What type of news do you have on the day? What do you have out there? Well, I mean, let's get right into it. We got action at 630 at the at the uh, half hour tonight. We got UAPB in all form. We have the uh, SWAC West uh, champions from the spring taking on Alcorn, who is now over in the Swag West. They get their first Swag West opponent. A little bragging rights on the action, you know, and it's, it's a data point. It's an early data point tonight, so. Mike, Mike, it's an early data point. Since uh, well, that game starts six thirty. Let's get into it. And in terms of your data point, you know, what are your thoughts, Mike, on this matchup? Yeah. So, a <laughs> uh, cu- couple of things. Number one, um, you got to look at. I, I always go to the numbers. You got to forgive me. You got UAB, UAPB. They're averaging three hundred eighty-six yards per game total offense. Where is Alcorn State? I'm sorry. They're down at number eight. They're averaging just over 320. But the, the, the statistic that sticks out for, for me the most is that, unfortunately, um, UAPB is allowing the most passing yardage. So, you know, there are a couple of st- stats. You got a couple of UAPB rushers that are leading, you know, they – you know, that are leading the SWAC in offense. So they're averaging 205 yards per game in rushing, whereas Alcorn State is just over 100. Both teams are averaging close to 200 yards per passing. Um, but it seems to me that, um, you know, Alcorn State seems to be a little bit weak on the run, whereas UP, UAPB is only allowing 73 yards of rushing. rushing per game, 73 yards for the other team's total rushing offense. So that's telling me that UAPB is prepared to stop the run. So it should be interesting because Alcorn State seems to be a running team. So it should be an interesting matchup. It is an early and what I call big, crucial data point. (laughs) I like that. We get the big, early, crucial data point. He qualified that in many ways, didn't he, Charles? Yeah, what are your yeah. thoughts on this so far? What are your thoughts I, on this? I, I think one of the things that jumps out at me for uh, Alcorn is, is Felix Harper. Uh, you talk about Felix Harper thus far in the season. Uh, that showed me something last week against South Alabama. They lost 28-21. But, but Felix Harper, he's completely better than 60% of his passes. Uh, I think that's huge. That's far he's thrown for 623 yards on the season. I think, uh, you know, Alcorn, they have that, that, that championship medal. Uh, they have that chip on their shoulder. 
you know, for, uh, from not playing in the spring and uh, having everybody kind of talk about the accolades of what everybody else did uh, in the spring. And then, you know, the other huge chip that I think Alcorn is going to carry with them all season is not having those swag home games. You know, I, I think they go into UAPB with all of that riding. And, and, you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see the fight in Alcorn tonight. Championship medal, uh, chip on the shoulder. Uh, let's see what happens. Let the chips fall where they may. But UAPB is telling everybody. They're not falling back to the back of the pack. That's what I'm looking yeah. forward to. This is going to be a good one tonight. I do I do have some concerns. Before Mike jumps back in there, I want to say I'm interested to see just how much offensive firepower they still have. I mean, they've yeah. got some stuff done. They've had some turnovers that helped them in terms of that, but I'm not sure that they're rolling in all cylinders of offense. What do you go ahead, Mike? You were gonna to add to that? Yeah, sorry. I was just gonna uh, one of the things that's kind of a head scratcher is Nico Duffy. Uh you know, yeah. he that that breakout that you'd expect him. He's what averaging 46, 47 yards per game. Is this gonna be a breakout game for him? So their offense just has not been that offense that we thought they would be. And I expected more for Nico Duffy. He's the only rusher they have that's in the top 10 for SWAC rushing, for SWAC rushers. So that's kind of another sub-data point. So Great points all made there, but let's cut to the chase. Let's get into it. You know, this is a SWAC matchup, but I want to know what mask will I put on, Mike? Oh! Is it going to be all four? <laughs> it's going to be five block. Oh. Tell me, Mike, what, what, what do you see? What mask am I wearing? Mask up, guys. Let's get out there and support these teams. But let's take care of ourselves. Miss Mask, what, what you got? What do I need to put up, Mike? Wait a minute. Uh, TikTok. 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 Where is this game at? I forgot. Um, at Simmons Bank Field. Pablo. Pablo. Um, look at look at looking at kind of where they are. I got to give the edge to Pine Bluff. I'm going with Pine Bluff. I'm going with the. Line. <laughs> Cameo Stokes will love this. <laughs> Y'all see it. Charles, do I keep this mask on? Or are you going with fellow Mississippians and the Alcorn State Braves? I'm looking, for, I'm looking for this team to rally around Fred McNair. He was there for them uh, yeah. when, you know, all this turmoil was going on last week. I look for this team to really rally around Coach Fred McNair. I'm looking for the Braves to get this win tonight. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it 27-21 all corn over UAPB. They're gonna get the win tonight. Calling shots. Calling shots. Calling shots and the score. Make it go home. Make it do what it do. Oh man, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into some of these other matchups. And then we'll come back and do the band right before the break in the second quarter. But let's get into it. We have uh, HBCU mid-major classic game of the week. The SIEC, it is in Indiana, though. Hoover Field in Indianapolis, Indiana, to be specific. That's a Circle City Classic. Used to be a huge classic. Not to say these teams are not huge, but um, it's in a different framework now. Top 10 matchup, though. So I'm really excited about that. Number 10, Kentucky State Thoroughbred, one and two. And this is a little tease. Might have been an upset in terms of the band matchup with Kentucky State and Tennessee State last week. We'll tease mm. that out and see after the mm. break where we get there. Kentucky State is one and two on the season. They face number five, Benedict Tigers, two and one on the season, one and oh in the conference race. Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of this top 10 matchup in the mid-major division, if you would, with teams out of the SIEC? Shake up or are things staying the same? What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? You know, uh, this Benedict team, I, I really like this Benedict team. Uh, Kentucky State, you know, the last time they were uh, at the Circle City Classic, I, I remember what happened. Uh, I, I know they didn't throw the ball a whole lot. I know they ran the ball up and down Jackson State's throw. Something tells me they just like playing in Indiana. So, guess what? I like the thoroughbreds. I like the thoroughbreds of the Circle City Classic. Mike, what do you say about Kentucky State and Benedict? Top 10 matchup, number 10 versus number 5. How do you see it? You know what? I'm going to go with number one scoring offense, number two scoring defense in that conference. Ooh. Benedict. Mm -hmm. There you go. We'll keep it tight. Keep it simple. As we do that, let's get 
back into some more of that mid-major component of it. We're going to with that mid-major and this time we're going to look at the mid-major in terms of independent game which features a SIAC Tuskegee team versus a SWAC Alabama A&M team so you got the number one team at the major division level Alabama A&M Bulldogs 2-0 on the season 1-0 in the conference race they take on Tuskegee a proud program over 700 wins but has struggled over late they did get a big week win last weekend to kind of get off the snide is that going to make a difference this week in the Gold Coast Classic, Lad Evil Stadium in Mobile, Alabama? We just told you on Tuesday that BCSN will stream that game and has the contracts right of what's going on in terms of the Gold Coast Classic. So that's a positive. Got to get that plug in there. But as we do that, I do want to say, let me stick with you, Charles. What you got? Independent mid-major division game of the week, Alabama A&M versus Tuskegee. Will Glass, the outlaw receivers, Hilaire, Moore, Ibrahim, Jenkins, and now you add Swag Player of the Week, Gary Qualls. 27 rushes for 101 yards last week. I sure hope the Tuskegee defensive backs have stretched their hamstrings out. I hope they got the cardio in because they're going to be running up and down the field all evening. Uh, Alabama a and big in this one. Ooh. Mike, what you say? Oh, I concur. The I agree. The law firm of Abraham Jenkins Moore and Gary Quarles was the leader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, you, you can't beat that law firm right now. Um, I agree. Tuskegee's, de- de- you know, their defense is somewhere in the middle of the pack. Um, I don't know if they're ready for this high powered offense. I'm taking, I'm pick, I'm picking the Bulldogs to win big. Great point. Great point. I like that. I like that. You got G Boom say, don't let don't let the coach prime out to hear me supporting them out there. But hey, man, that's what we get done. Uh, with that being said, let's switch it up just a little bit. Switch it up just a little bit uh, as we get ready for this break. And we will come back. And you know, you have your first quarter, you get into it, and you know, the intro, as they say in the band world, we're gonna do a little intro with the band, marching sport top 10. We'll look at the top five teams. We'll give you some intro in terms of what that looks like when we come back uh, before the start of the game. But let me give a shout-out to a couple of people. G. Boone Holly says, tonight's game will be a good one. Look at how the West will be won. Oh, he says that the West will come down to these two teams. So he's calling it early. What? Uh, oh. <laughs> Man, I, I think he got uh, a little bit. He got a hold of that, 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 that tailgate juice a little too early. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Ford, good evening, late for the election. Joseph Anthony says, Bulldogs in the lag, still undefeated. Respect all, fear none, one game at a time. A&M. Hashtag the kid. Man, he got all the sayings out there, didn't he? I hear you, Bulldogs. I hear you. David Walker says, good people. How are you? We good. We good. Alcorn finally has an athletic trainer. Yeah, that's a good point. I need to get out there. Joseph Anthony Goodwin. Somebody told me earlier, though, 16 points and one athletic trainer. He said they might need a little more work, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you can't, do, you can't get nothing right. Joseph Anthony Goodwin, Franklin Nelson, William E. Davis in the house. Kate Johnson, I'm ready to view all form versus UAP. That's right. Stick with us. We'll have it right here. Don't go anywhere. We're going to make sure that you get all of that. James Knox, Lonnie Shaw in the house. Are they still beating up on the Eagles over there? Would they even let them talk a little bit? I'm about to say, I don't even think they speak to the Eagles over there. What them a and Aggies. I, I believe they snobby now. <laughs> Joseph Anthony <laughs> Goodwin, yeah. <laughs> David Walker says, UAPB feels totally disrespected. They have a chance to shut up the naysayers. Yeah, they do. That's true. Michael Ford says, yes, they, yes, they do. Lonnie Shaw, is that the game televised tonight? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's the Thursday night matchup. Pine Bluff wins this one. Mm, that's Stephen A. Miller getting Ooh. out here putting it in there. I, I like predict that. Alcorn will win. Stephen A. Miller, yes, it is on ESPNU. Good evening, everyone. The CIAA is checking in the lab once again. I like that. Fred Whitty. Uh, Winston-Salem State HBCU Heritage HBCU football history. Belinda Johnson says, I hope you're right. I heard that. Ron Alvarez. Michael Ford says, used to be. 
Who else we got in here? Shout out to all those. Chad Cooper, I know he's in the house. Don't want to leave him out there. Karen Griffin, she got her mask. Appreciate it. The support. Let them, let them know, as they say. Who else we got before we get in here? We'll cover up some more as we get back. Jerome Chief Sutton, make sure I give him. He make sure I get all my HBCU band information, especially on FAMU. Uh, let's see. <laughs> William E. Davis, Reginald Johnson. K. Johnson in the house. That's right. Shout out for the lab folks in the house. With that, this is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab. We'll take our first quarter break. We'll be right back. We'll break down marching sport. Before we do that, we'll give you a couple of more classic games of the week that we think in our thoughts before we get into that marching sport. That's a good tease. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. for authentic Caribbean food like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download we look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Man, we got the professors in the building analyzing this game. They broke it down for you as you hype up and get ready for another great game on Thursday night. Man, they got my blood boiling. I don't know what they call it. I'm excited, man. I need, I need, I need some audience. HBCU Classic Major Division Game of the Week. HBCU Independent Non-Conference Major Division Game of the Week. We got some good ones here. But before I do that, I give you that major – Classic game of the week. We're going to look at Prairie View Grambling. We're also going to look at the independent game of the week. Now, it used to be a conference game, but now it's Mia Act versus Big South. So we'll look at that North Carolina Central, North Carolina ENT, the Aggies. We're going to give all these Aggies some love out there and let you know what we think about this matchup. We'll get into it a little bit there. Before we do that, before we do that, I want to get into this marching sport. Let's look at this top 10 teams. We're not going to cover all the top 10, but we'll give you some. There's some shakeouts, some teams dropping out of here in terms of Alcorn State, North Carolina A&T, some teams making some movements just to kind of give you some indication of what took place here. But jumping back into the poll this week, North Carolina Central, the Salmon marching band, they jump in here as they take out Winston-Salem State. Some people said that was closer than it should be, but uh, they got it done. So they one and one on the season, head-to-head matchup. Another one that wasn't ranked this week is Norfolk State. They got off the snide. Really good band. Really did a lot in terms of the national battle of the bands, but the competition was so hype, they actually did not find themselves in the top four. Mm. Top four got wins head-to-head. Bottom four got losses. They came with a loss, but they got a little bit of that matchup against Elizabeth City State. 
I did say that Elizabeth City State did represent a little bit in that fifth quarter, but in terms of the halftime overall, not much of contest. Norfolk State got it done when you talk about what they bring there, the Spartan Legion marching band, get it done in terms of that. But let's get into the top five where it really gets a little interesting. We got a new member. Not only do they jump in the poll, they jump all the way up. It was a major shakeup. Our first set, if you would, because it's a mid-major, if we're using the football vernacular, if you would, and our other sporting vernacular, mid-major versus major division. Kentucky State went on the roll in the house. Tennessee State, small-sized band, but Sam, performance overall, they get it done. First major upset of the year in terms of the marching sport, and they vault all the way into the top five. Top five. They are 2-0 on the season. They took care of business against Central State earlier in the classic game. So they were hiding in the tumbleweeds and get it done. Not much shakeup in the top four above that. No games played here. They stayed, of course. Number four, Bethune-Cookman. The marching sport. In terms of the marching Wildcats, they stayed at 1-0. Two first place votes, able to stay and hold the place. Jackson State at number three. Mm. Two and one, one first place vote. They stay there. Some people said they should have failed. Some people mm. said that what they did earlier, they should be higher. But they made a mistake. They were a short distance away. Yeah, what an HBCU matchup. But your team could have used that sound, that support, and you took the week off. <laughs> yeah, Doc. Well, I may let you finish that. You maybe you have different thoughts. I understand. Jack State, that's just Sonic Boom of the South. And they got a big reputation. See, when you got a big reputation, you got to come through. You can't take days off. Yeah, Doc. It doesn't work with that. And you certainly can't take a week off. You can't take a game off unless there is an open date. That's a different thing. You yeah. can't control it. Yeah. This was not an open date. You chose that. Southern, the human jukebox, they didn't take a day off. 2-0, and oh, your rival down there. Two first place votes, they stay there. Bam, you remains at number one. 2-0, oh, big time competition. Three first place votes, we'll see what they're doing. I will shout out Prairie View because they have a big matchup against Grambling this weekend. They fall apart because they were at home. Team didn't show up from the other side, so you couldn't have a battle, and it wasn't an HBCU battle regardless. But they go to the State Fair Classic, so it gets interesting. Enough of me. Let me go to Mike. Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of the top 10 HBCU marching sport for week number three? Did I get it right? Yeah, for the most part, I, I got to give it to you, Doc. You, you, yeah, this, this one hit it. Um, Kentucky State, I didn't have a chance to see them much, but smaller bands, as as my good friend Shanetta Haskell, who's on uh, 1876 Sports and Culture, uh, every two every Tuesday coming at you. She's our band analyst, only the third or fourth female drum major in Prairie View A&M history. Very good analyst. She has me looking at bands from a different perspective. So if you look at Kentucky State, small band, the way they mix their horns, their sound, they have a very good sound. So Sonetta has me looking at bands totally different than the way I used to look at them. My concern is FAMU will drown you out with volume. I still would have ranked Jackson State higher, but having listened to CB before the show, I understand that the only thing I say, y'all don't criticize LeBron or the Spurs when they took a game off. <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't criticize them. If they win the championship they the and they steal the best. Absolutely right. But they are in the marching sport, in the HBCU marching sport, you must play. Yeah. Nah, you are correct. You are correct. When you are in the marching sport, this is marching sport. You got to be in it to win it. All I, all I heard when I got down to Monroe, Louisiana, y'all didn't bring a band? Where's the Hell yeah. Where's the I, you said it. Reputation precedes you. So yeah, you gotta you gotta show up and show out. So yeah, and I'm not saying that the boom would have made 
the difference in the score, but it would have made a difference in the game. Yeah, make that extra. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah, that they would have made a difference in having that sort of energy. And, and that's what our, our HBCU bands are, 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 are do. Uh, they provide that energy to our team. So, you know, that, that could be the difference between a drive that bogs down or a drive that keeps keeps pushing. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, can't, can't take a week off. Can't take a week yeah. off. No. Nah. I was reaching. That's like I was trying. Like I was trying. Said, being at home, oftentimes is worth three points or a touchdown. You know, a band could be somewhere in between that as well. You never know. A couple of first I, downs, I, and that could be a difference. I was reaching. I was reaching. I agree. They went all the way to Miami, went all the way to Texas, but they couldn't go two hundred miles. I get it. But what even two hundred? One hundred sixteen. One hundred sixteen miles. <laughs> pound for pound, they're still the best band, but I understand their ranking in this poll. And why? Thank you. Well, let's get into it. Grambling State Tigers one and two. They play number four, Prairie A&M University, two and one, one and oh, as you know, uh, Grambling got the opening win against Tennessee State. They lost two straight uh, FBS programs in terms of what that looks like. Yeah, Prairie A&M two and one. Uh, they split with the Southland and get a win this past weekend against Houston Baptist, uh, opening up against Texas Southern. Prairie View. Quarterback pad, Juwan Pass is getting it done. Two out of three weeks. He's been a newcomer of the week. In terms of Grambling, Ernest Walker, running back, 6'3", 210 pounds, at 17 carries, 77 yards versus Tennessee State in that first weekend. Charles, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, uh, let's see uh, what kind of Grambling team do we see this weekend. Uh, are we going to continue to see the carousel at, at the quarterback position with Alden Clark and Elijah Walker? And now you have a lot of Grambling fans asking about Noah Biden now. I mean, he was supposed to be the number one quarterback coming out of the state of New York, and, you know, fans are fan, going to be what fans are. They're clamoring for, uh, you know, some shakeup in this Grambling offense because it just hasn't clicked the way that we normally see a Grambling offense click. And you're going up against uh, a 600-pound gorilla, uh, Coach Dooley. I don't believe he's lost since he's come from the Grambling staff to Prairie View. So uh, this State Fair class is going to be huge uh, for Grambling to, to try to, you know, for their fan base. So, so I'm looking for a spirited effort from the Grambling Tigers, but I think it's too much to overcome Jawan Pass. He is the story uh, over there at Prairie View in terms of getting it done. Uh, that's multiple games now. He, he's thrown for over 300 yards. Very true. Mike, what you got? Oh, man. Um, I think uh, Grambling, Grambling's up against a very a very good team in PVAMU, and I'm, I don't say that lightly. Uh, PV's averaging, what, 140 yards per game? You know, so – and then Grambling, not so good, 50 yards per game on average. But, you know, will it be the carousel of quarterbacks that CB has? Which quarterback from Grambling is actually in the top 10 of quarterbacks? Oh, wait, let's think about it. Let's think about it. There is no Grambling passer that's in the top 10 uh, in, in terms of passing offense. And in terms of defense, you know, Grambling is like number eight. They're allowing at least 200 yards of, of, of rushing and alone against their, uh, you know, against their defense. So, But in fairness, F FBS opponents. Yes. Yes, true. Um, but so you wonder what can they, you know, what can they do? Where, where can they muster up some offense? That's my big question. And are they going to have any, are they going to be able to get, have any sort of consistency at the quarterback position or will it just be this plethora or quarterback by committee? Great point. Dallas, Texas, Cotton Bowl State Fair, classic swack. It'll be interesting. This is one to keep your eyes on uh, where you get the upset. Or will Prairie View continue to do what they need to do? I sure would like to be able to get my slowburnwaco.com cigar out the box uh, <laughs> based on the outcome of this game. Well, we'll see if they'll let me get my smoke on and, and celebrate another classic trophy campaign. It is slowburnwaco.com, S-L-O-W-B-U-R-N-W-A-C-O.com, slowburnwaco, get it. Check them out. Before we get into this break, I do want to break down one more. Greensboro, Tourist Stadium, MEAC Big South, Saturday the 25th, that's 5 o'clock ESPN Plus, number three, North Carolina Central Eagles, 2-1, and one, had the major upset over Alcorn State. 
They got another win against Winston-Salem State. People were a little disappointed maybe in terms of the overall part of that game. ANTS dominated this contest. They're 0-2, had a tough loss to Furman, and then played well at least for a half against Duke. Was it FBS? Give me a little more than FBS. Power 5 school in Duke. But because of the wins, Norfolk State comes at number three. Some people think they may be a little bit bloated, overrated. Who gets this done? Mike, sticking with you. A&T. A&T. <laughs> I saw all I'm going to say. I think Man, I, he don't even want to tease us with that. He just A&T. <laughs> A&T. A&T gets the win on this one. No problem. Uh, Charles, what do you say I, about this matchup? <laughs> I think the last time A&T and, and Central got together, I think A&T whooped them 50 fold or nothing. But I don't think Trey Oliver is going to take one of those uh, butt kickings like that anymore. Uh, I think it'll be, you know, a good, spirited, intense rival uh, rivalry game. But uh, I think A&T comes out on top. But it's not going to be one of those 56, yeah. 50-fold or nothing, you know, uh, whitewashing. A&T. White Moore says about the budget, about bands. I understand. You know, Why we, know? Business we, we know about the budget. They on the next game. Like, quit being nice, these folks. This is the <laughs> we talking budget. We talking budget. <laughs> White Moore says though, all point 14, UAB 10. He thinks it's gonna be a defensive struggle. I don't know about that. But you know, I gotta come back to you. You're not gonna escape before we get out of this break. This is another oh. swag matchup. So we oh, got the mask up. In That'll Dallas, be easy. Who you got? Grambling? Prairie View. I think you kind of told me, but let's get it official. Mike, Grambling, Prairie View. I'm rolling. I got them Panthers, baby. Charles, who you got in this matchup? I need to Yeah, know. I think I got to go PV on this. Uh, a little too much Juwan pass. So I'm going with the Panthers on this. Got it. Got it. Well, you told me about the other matchup. We'll take a break, bring it back so we can get into it. Game's about to start. We'll get into some little mix. See what we'll do about that and talk through that matchup. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Stick with us right after this break. Let me know what you think about my band poll ranking. These gentlemen told you about some games of the week. Check out what we said on Tuesday about the games of the week. Go to YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe, like. Let me know your thoughts right now, the games that we broke down before we get into it. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. From novice to aficionado. Find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival. You can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot of and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Neal with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. So you see we got a little insight so we can get in here and keep it moving. Got an injury on the field, so take care of that a little bit. And um, It's 13:38, first in goal um, as they're making the move. So we'll give you a little more in terms of what that's looking like when we get in there. Uh, should be an interesting matchup. With that, I did want to go back into some of the talk in terms of the news regarding 
the CIAA commission. Mac Williams among featured speakers for the USA Basketball Women in the Game Conference September 24th in Las Vegas from the CIAA. Anytime you get a trip to Las Vegas, that's not a bad thing. You got you got to be intrigued about how that goes down. But a USA Basketball Women Game Conference is set to take place on Friday, September 24th. Mandalay Bay Resorts and Casino in Las Vegas with CIAA Commissioner Jackie Williams, Mac Williams, I should say, being among the featured speakers events. Uh, talking about uh, WNBA, USA Women's Basketball leadership and, uh, you know, supporting high school girls, female college, young professionals interested in pursuing careers in sports industry. Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of something of this magnitude in the representation of a CIAA commissioner, Mac Williams, getting it done? Well, uh, like you said, uh, Jackie and Williams getting it done in terms of representation of the CIAA uh, in a in a uh, an event like this. So uh, it's great to see that uh, she's getting that recognition uh, in terms of uh, taking a look at her uh, uh, participating in a form of this such. So uh, kudos to uh, Jackie and Williams. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I echo those same thoughts. First of all, kudos to CIAA for getting exposure uh, at such an event. Uh, I want to go to Vegas on a trip like that as well. I mean, how can I sign up? I'm raising my hand. So, But uh, in all seriousness, I think she's put in the work. Um, so congratulations to the CIAA and to her on because it, it's a reward. In addition to being honored, it's a reward and it's recognition for the CIAA. So... As you see, Palm Bluffs is in scoring position, but the Braves are uh, fighting back a little bit with the defense. Uh, this will be interesting to see what uh, can go down early, Golden uh, Lions, in terms of making the difference. You get a touchdown here, can make an early statement and put the Braves kind of on the backside, or do they get a win by forcing a field goal? What are your thoughts here? Well, it looks like that's a touchdown there. Yeah, you look like a touchdown right yeah, now. UAPB. I told you. I told you. Okay. Uh, all right. Play, all right. Open, How do you get so much wide open? Tell me about that play, Charles. What did you see there? Well, it, it looked as though they, they slipped a, 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 a little motion there and it looked, looked as though they, they caught uh, Alcorn uh, slacking on the backside over there. Yeah. Great job that time by UAPB. But I, I tell you what. Uh, I was just about to make a comment. Cedric Thornton, uh, defensive coordinator for Alcorn, always has the Braves up there in the top echelon of defenses in the SWAC. And, and for a lot of people, he's on that short list when you talk about uh, next up in terms of head coaches in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. But uh, uh, kudos to UAPB. Open and drive. Come right down and get it done against the Braves. Yes, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of that play and or the drive? Well, it looks like it looks like I don't know what kind of defense that Alcorn State is, but they probably have a robber or a spy on Skylar Perry, who's number eight rusher in in the swag. So pass option, pass option read. Uh, looks like you've got someone caught slipping in the back, had left a gap and open, slipped somebody uh, uh, under, and uh, that looked like an easy score. That looked too easy, to be honest. Cameo Stokes, the fighting Cameo Stokes, come out fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way Mike said, caught somebody slipping. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good there, isn't it? Well, I also wanted to uh, get in here and shake it up a little bit. And this first time to talk about HBCU Tailgate Tour 2021 starts with the Aggie Eagle. We've talked about that matchup a little bit. HBCU Tailgate Tour. Uh, experiential tailgate celebration of HBCU culture launched in 2018. We'll be back in person this fall at a seven of the biggest HBCU football games, or at least according to them. Last fall, the HBCU tailgate tour, like many 2020 events, switched to a virtual format titled the HBCU Virtual Tailgate Series. And just to tease this out here a little bit, don't want to steal too much of thunder, but be careful. HB, uh, BCSN with, with the um, HBCU game time, game time, don't be surprised if we put some flavor in tailgate and get you some framework of it. We might sneak in more about the HBCU homecoming component of it. But with that said, they're partnered with Geico, Xfinity, Microsoft, so great support out there in terms of this event. What are your thoughts, 
Charles in terms of the HBCU tailgate tour uh, of these games. Didn't see who they were listening or where they're going next, but I'm interested in that as well. But other than that, what are your thoughts? Uh, anytime you can put a spotlight on the uh, culture that is tailgating around HBCUs, uh, that's huge because uh, we do it big and, and people need to see it. Some people need to see some of the delicacies that go from tailgate to tailgate uh, and the cooking, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I always uh, make the point that uh, one of the best times I ever had, I, I had a, a, a Southern grad, uh, I was walking past their tailgate and they, you know, were ribbing me with having on my Jackson State gear. And uh, she sat down and fed me. She was like, I, I just wanted to see your face uh, <laughs> uh, with this Jag feeding you some good food. And I always appreciated that. So uh, cook, I always uh, 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 was thankful for her, her playfulness with uh, our good banter and our, our rivalry with Southern and Jackson State. Before I go to you, Mike, I saw that good run play, seven yards, seven, eight yards, first down, uh, pass play second, get the first down to the yep. wide out. Uh, in terms of the tour, before we get back into the game a little bit there, uh, what are your thoughts on the HBC tailgate tour, Mike? Man, man, I love it. it there's, there's a certain flair with an HBCU tailgate. Uh, oh, man. Oh, pick six! Pick six! Oh my god! Pick six! Man, I, I start. Whoa, big! Yeah, yeah, he's like big play. He even caught Mike off guard. Go ahead, Mike. All right, so uh, there's a certain flair with an HBCU uh, tailgate. Um, I can think of at least three or four experiences I've had at an HBCU tailgate that you don't get at, you know, I, I'll use the term PWI. You know, I went to Fort Valley, Albany State a couple of years back. And the way they make catfish, every, every school, every state has a certain way of doing catfish. And my father-in-law said, let me show you how to do some catfish. And they have a certain way of doing it in middle Georgia. But it's different. And I see CB shaking his head than the way they do it in Mississippi or Alabama when I went to the Magic City class. Everybody claimed that they can do catfish at a tailgate, but and everybody claims it's the best. There's something about a tailgate, the flavor. Y'all, y'all, you may have saw the video I posted, the yard ship. He was he was from uh out, he was from Mississippi. He had a certain way of stacking his barbecue. And then anytime he say, look at him, man, look at what I got. <laughs> anytime you start off like that at a tailgate, that's somebody who knows what they're doing. They under, as Al said, they understood the assignment. And it's interesting that you have a show, a production that's going to bring out those stories of how to set out an appropriate tailgate, what foods can, to cook, who really has the best catfish, barbecue, Brunswick stew, uh, low country boil gumbo. Who has the best version of that? Well, how do you do it? How do you set it up? It's it's great to man. It's it's you know, Mike. We ain't about to talk catfish. You're not talking Mississippi. No, no, no. We will not <laughs> do that today. <laughs> we ain't going there. I don't we ain't know. Going there talking about catfish. Before we get into this next break, uh, Charles, set up what just happened in terms of what you saw on that play there. Yeah, it looked like a nice pick six. I mean, UAP they they come out the gates. Uh, uh, pretty strong against Alcorn. Alcorn is going to have to fight back from a 14-0 deficit. Yeah, and it was a defensive lineman that got it done. He, he juggled it a little bit. It looked like he got too excited about the jet yeah. throw and almost uh, fumbled the ball away, but he was able to even catch it. So he, he had some good hands. You see versatility got in that end zone. Man, you could tell them big guys, they were excited about the big guys getting that touchdown. They don't get those yeah. opportunities. So Early nice. statement, Golden Lions. Okay. All right. 14-0. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Can they fight back? We'll see. This is Dr. Will inside HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after our last break. Give you our first, last 15 minutes, and we'll cover a little bit more of the game and make sure you can get to see the rest of the game as we see what goes on. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Velvet Online Women's Boutique. To spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Velvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. 
like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Compress the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot of laughing. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab as we continue to get it on. Man, this is a crucial drive. I think that you can't. Oh, they already stopped them on fourth down. I was just gonna say they can't yeah, have a three down, and out. Stop. It looks oh. like they might have a three and out. This is this is not going away if you're a Braves fan of what you thought they have to force a punt. Um, this is this is this is me urge at case. Uh, let me go to Charles and get your just general thoughts coming back. I was gonna ask you how important this drive was, but you I, you can't answer that. Now you got to go somewhere else. Where you go now, Charles? Yeah, you know, it's an important drive. But, you know, we saw this last week with, with Alabama a and They jumped out on Bethune-Cookman. And, you know, the, the mm-hmm. end and flow of a game, you just kind of have to sit back and watch and see what's going to happen. So I was very impressed with Bethune-Cookman because I, I really thought it was going to be a boat race last week with Alabama a and But they fought the way and stayed in there. So we'll see what kind of fight Alcorn has in them tonight. But right now, the UAPB, uh, all, the wheels are rolling fast down here. Well, same question to you, Charles. How how important is the defensive series then uh, for Alcorn against uh, Pine Bluff? Skyler Perry is just finding ways to get it done. How important is this this drive? And this is a short field now. Yeah, sure, Phil. This is huge, huge drive for Alcorn's defense, and you got to figure out a way to get to Skylar Perry. Uh, we, we know he's a heck of an athlete. He can get it done with his arm and his leg, so you've got to figure out a way to disrupt this UAPB offense. Uh, they, they're out making an early statement, and they're going at, at tempo, you know, and things can get chaotic, you know, when, when the teams are going at tempo and you're trying to get substitutions in. And they, you know, you might have to have a defensive timeout just to slow things down and, and reset that momentum. I was just going to ask, Mike, did he call an early timeout on the defensive side? Or, you know, what do you say, just relax? Or how important is the defensive series for the Braves right now? It, it, it's crucial. You go down by three touchdown, and now you got to hold the dig out. Now, I, you, it, that's not insurmountable. 
and the, and the Braves certainly can do it, but they don't have the offense of days old. And so they so if they go down by three touchdowns, that's a big mountain, a big glass of water for their offense to overcome. Second, I will even say that it looks like somebody did their homework in scouting on the defensive side for UAPB. That that pass that they picked off, they cut off that. That was a outward pass, swing pass out, and they had that telegraph. So somebody did their scouting homework as well. Well, let's take it off the, the radars a little bit. There's another conference game coming up this week. Let's get a chance to talk a little bit about that as we see uh, what is going to go in this game. Is you have a Bethune-Cookman played really well last Thursday night against Alabama A&M. And like you said, Alabama A&M kind of jumped out there. Bethune-Cookman reeled them in, seemed to settle down. But now they go on the road. They go to Montgomery. Um, Bethune-Cookman 0-3, Alabama State 1-1. Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of Bethune Cookman, Alabama State? Any anything to keep your eyes on in that matchup? Um, Bethune had a, a a running back that I was not aware of. I think it was number five, Quishon Bird. Yes, he mm-hmm. came out of the he came out of nowhere, at least from my perspective. And I think Alabama State's gonna have to watch out for that running attack. I don't know about Alabama State's defense, but I I actually have coming out of they they were impressive uh, uh last weekend so i look for them to continue that offensive onslaught they had a good mix of uh pass and rush um but yeah that, that rushing attack surprised me well i don't know if you can call this a slight victory <laughs> they did hold them to a field goal yeah that was big so, that was big that's big right. that's that's a more that's a moral data point <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Exactly. Let me ask you, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of that Bethune-Cookman and Alabama State matchup? Yeah, this is a very interesting matchup. Uh, like I said last week, I, I was very impressed by Bethune. Uh, I thought uh, Alabama A&M jumped out when it was going to be a boat race, but they fought their way back in the game. And, Mike, you touched on it, Krishan Bird, 132 yards rushing last week against uh, 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 Alabama A&M. A very interesting matchup when you take a look at uh, can Bethune-Cookman, can they stop Ezra Gray? I understand Alabama State. They lost one of their uh, linebackers uh, this past week. So stopping this Bethune-Cookman running game is going to be imperative for them. But uh, you got a a pretty good quarterback in Shannon Patrick, and we'll see uh, where Ryan Nettles is with regards to his uh, progression as a quarterback. You know, he had a a big breakout in in the spring. So great matchup, but I'm going to take Alabama State at home. I like their defense when you're talking about Corey Clark, Rashad Davis, uh, preseason all-swag selection. So I think Alabama State will get the win. So you have Alabama State. Let me go back to you, Mike. You going Alabama State or you going Bethune-Cookman? Which way are you going? Which mask do I put on for you? <laughs> uh, I'm going with um, – actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Bethune on this one. It's tight. Tight game, interesting game, but I like what I saw in this Bethune team. They're scrappy. They fought their way uh, out of out of out of like a big hole last weekend. I like what I saw in that Bethune game, and I'm gonna go Bethune on this one. So that is two ttickets.com. Two, as in the number ttickets.com, and you can get your own mask. We'll continue to do this. Tell people to protect themselves. Really encourage a lot of folks to go ahead and get the vaccination shot. Um, certainly make sure that you're masking up, regardless of whether you got the shot or not. Let's protect others, protect um, the community, protect those that we care about. Let's make sure that we go out and have some fun watching these HBCU games like this and get it done in a lot of ways. I did want to kind of tease out any thoughts from you, Charles, in terms of Delta State at Jackson State. Any particular concerns with that matchup? Yeah, uh, Jackson State has to be concerned uh, with Delta State. Delta State traditionally is a pretty good uh, uh, Division II uh, caliber uh, team. Uh, They are ranked uh, 25th in the nation. So, and they got a really good quarterback, a young man by the name of Patrick Shigai. He is a uh, a dual threat 
uh, passer and runner. Uh, he comes from one of the best programs in the state of Mississippi, uh, South Panola. They call it University of South Panola. They had a stretch uh, in the state of Mississippi where they won state championship after state championship. Uh, he's a heck of a quarterback. They have a uh, three-headed monster in terms of running backs. When you take a look at Rico Owens, Corey Gainwell, and Deion Dampier. So it will be a good game, but I think Jackson State does have the talent to stretch out on Delta State this weekend. So I'm looking forward to a big game uh, for the Jackson State offense to get on track. Dr. Ville, Jackson State's defense, they're ranked number 12 in the nation. They're number three in the nation in sacks. They get after the quarterback. Big kickoff return. They'll have the ball deep in Pine Bluffs territory at 40. And I was just going to say, Doc Gamble on the sideline looked like he was mad that they had to settle for a field goal. And you go over there to McNair, and he seems calm, like, hey, it's early. Stay oh, in oh. this game. Oh, okay. I'll look at a replay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not, not yet. Uh, in terms of you, Mike, before we close it out, any thoughts in terms of Texas Southern and Rice? Is that even worth discussing? Can Texas Southern find a way to make it a matchup? Can they at least show improvement in the game? Think they can get some things right? Uh, you, you, you would hope so, but I, I don't see it. Uh, Texas Southern uh, is, is, you know, they're averaging, what, 150 you know, yards, uh, yards a game. You know, however, you know, they are allowing 324 uh, yards per game. So they're almost allowing double the output against them, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, of their opponents against them. So I don't see much coming from Texas Southern. I hope you can get some consistency in offense. Um, you know, they <clears throat> their third down conversion, I think, is somewhere in the middle of the pack for the SWAC. So, I think Rice pulls this one out. I just don't see much coming from Texas Southern this weekend. We're going to give you this last series uh, one way or the other, and then we'll call it an evening. First play out the gate after the big return inside the 25. They go uh, to the end zone. It was incomplete. Great defensive play. Uh, as you see, they stack up the run there. So yep. This is a big one. This is a third down conversion. Boy, if you could find a way to get a touchdown, out of this, you're really right back in the game. You at least want a field goal. But in some ways, I think that would be a win for Pine Bluff. They need some points on this drive. Got to get yeah, some they points definitely, definitely need – they need some points on the board from this one for sure. Yeah, big third down. And it's third down and 12 in terms of what this looks like. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens in this play. Like I said, we'll stick around for this one, and then we'll call it a, a show – and we'll give you the updates, as you know, on Sunday. Come back with us Sunday morning at 9. We'll break down all, all of this information here and let you know and see Touchdown. what the thoughts are in terms of that. Uh, a big play to get in the end zone. They get more than the three points to convert on third down for a touchdown. Boy, you about a big time, throw, yeah. big time play. Riding all over him. He comes up with the catch. Uh, with the catch. Who's that, LaCharles Pringle? Yeah. Yeah, like LaCharles Pringle. Yeah. He makes those plays. They're back in the matchup, so. We'll tune it on and we'll get back to it. Look for us Sunday at 9 o'clock. That's Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you go to my JBN, my BCSN. Catch all the shows in terms of how you give it because they'll break down all this and then some in all areas of HBC Sports. With that, thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab, College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed our unique way of breaking down the game and giving you some insight and allowing you to be able to stick with it and stay with us. Uh, again, we want you to thank you for listening to Dr. Mills Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watch and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday. That's Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 7 and on Sunday at 9 o'clock in the morning. Stick with us as we wake you up and get you all the latest HBC news, as you know. We look forward to you as we continue to give you the latest News, follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1, that's on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Inside HBC Sports Lab. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles. Of course. Mike. Lecture. Dismissed.